This is TM Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Two, The Winter Palace. Chapter Two. Assam lay on his back, a cool, damp cloth folded over his eyes. He tried to relax, but it was difficult. Although they did not speak or move or make any sound, someone was in the room with him. He could feel them there, and it made him uncomfortable. He felt exposed, unprotected. He felt blind. The queen had made him a promise, and in spite of himself, he trusted her. Before he'd left the table in the solarium, she'd laid her hand on his, like her voice it was very warm. You will be safe while you are here in my husband's house, so don't worry. I cannot promise that we'll be able to restore what you've lost, but I can promise that you'll be safe while we try our best. Her hand squeezed his and then withdrew. A smaller hand, his sister's, grasped him as well. She didn't say anything, but he heard her all the same, every word. He nodded and squeezed her hand before rising. At the queen's instruction, cold hands took his arm and led him away out of the garden. Back in the palace, he felt the lonely chill creeping through every hallway and room they passed through. He missed the garden, the warm light on his face, the kindness of the queen. They walked through the palace in silence. At times, Assam would have thought himself alone but for the cold, unseen hand that led him on. Where are you taking me? His question went unanswered. After a few minutes, he asked, What's your name? Nothing in response. The boy gave an experimental, and he hoped what would seem to be accidental, tug on the hand holding his. He wasn't looking for trouble. He just pulled at it a bit, testing. The grip might as well have been carved from stone. Wherever they were headed, he realized, he had little or no choice in the matter. After a while of walking, they came to a stop. Assam heard a metallic rattle that might have been a ring of keys and a very distinct click, followed by the low groan of hinges unaccustomed to use. A tug on his arm leading him forward. He heard the door close behind him. His guide led him a step or two and then stopped. The unseen hand took his and pressed it against a low, flat surface, just about at waist level. The hand patted his, like someone praising a dog. Assam waited a moment. He lifted his hand, and immediately it was replaced. What do you want? Hands gripped his arms and shoulders, pushing him forward and forcing him to lie back on the flat surface in front of him. He struggled and protested, but he was outnumbered and outmatched. Once he was lying down, the hands withdrew and the room fell silent. He lay there for a long moment, wondering if he was alone. The air in the room was dead and silent apart from the pounding of his heart. Experimentally, he raised his head. Nothing happened. After a long moment, he sat up. Again, nothing. Nothing. 
He swung his legs over the side. He sighed inwardly with relief and stood up, holding his hands out in front of him. He took a step in the direction he thought the door was in. Assam screamed. Someone grabbed his hands. More hands grabbed his shoulders, his arms, the back of his neck. He was half-led, half-forced back to lay down once more. The hands withdrew. Tentatively, he raised his head. Hello? No answer. I'm sorry. The silence did not feel forgiving, exactly. Assam put his head back down and took a breath. He willed himself calm, trying to relax. He held on to the queen's promise, running in the exact words she had said over and over again, like a protective spell. A noise nearby interrupted his thoughts, the sound of a door opening and closing. He wasn't alone any longer. Someone was there in the room. He could hear them moving about, the soft sound of their footsteps shuffling along the floor. He heard the scrape of wood against wood, vague sounds that he couldn't place, paper rustling, something metal, the sound of glass against glass. He wondered if they were going to operate. He wondered if it was going to hurt. There was a sudden noise, staccato and harsh, like stones being poured into a metal bucket. He sat up with a start. What's going on? A hand on his chest, different from the others, kinder somehow, comforting. It patted his shoulder and laid him gently back down. The hand moved to his forehead as though checking for a fever. Then, gently, it passed over his eyes, covering them for a moment. Then it withdrew. There was the sound of water nearby, vaguely metallic and strange. He whimpered in surprise as something cold and wet was laid across his eyes. He reached up to take it away, but hands gently grasped his and held them for a moment before letting go. Assam reached for his eyes once more, slower this time, touching them lightly with his fingertips, feeling the texture of the damp cloth his unseen caretaker had placed there. A drop of water ran down his cheek and was lost in the maze of his ear. There was a breath nearby, a sharp inhalation as though the unseen companion was about to speak. Assam froze. Then, a low sigh, the escape of breath. Assam lowered his hands. Footsteps, the scrape of wood, the creak of a chair as someone sat down. He relaxed. There was a scent in the air, sharp and strange, and yet oddly familiar. It reminded him a little of what summer smells like, when everyone in the neighborhood is mowing their lawn and the air is full of that rich, warm smell of cut grass and the faint ghost of gasoline lurking beneath. He heard another sigh, followed by a papery rustle that he knew very well, the pages of a book being turned. An image flashed into his mind with such sudden clarity he thought for a moment that his sight had returned. This is what he saw lying there. A grandfatherly old man sitting in a chair, someone unimportant, insignificant, a low-level employee in the palace who had been assigned to look after Assam and who was passing the time by reading a paperback book until their shift was over. He was, of course, entirely wrong about all of it. Except for the grandfatherly bit, 
That was pretty close. He heard a page turn. He took a breath and held it. You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. To receive permission, handwrite your request on a single sheet of paper and fold it carefully into a clean white envelope addressed to the attention of the author. Place the envelope outside the back door of your home and wait for a response. Don't worry, the foxes know where to find him.